Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, I get to speak with Jake Jordan. He's a solve growth challenge. Wait, he solves growth challenges for cause-driven organizations. But more than this, more than just that, he's the founder and uh, host, co-host for the Unlearn Show, an amazing show that started over a year ago, and they're breaking bad habits and um, building new ones. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for your time and coming on to the show. Absolutely, Janae. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Thank you. So um, tell me a little bit about your journey and story and how did you get here and what inspired you? Yeah, so, you know, it's, social media got me here where I am today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a lot of us, um, I've, I've heard, you know, several of your episodes and, you know, most of us end up meeting on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram yeah. or some form of something these days. Yeah. It's, it's no difference here. And, um, but personally, you know, I, I I'm, I'm very entrepreneurial and yeah. my dad's entrepreneurial and kind of a inventor type mind. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, you know, I've just really spent, um, probably a lot like you a lot of time, um, trying out new things and, uh, putting in a new hobby once a week, once a month, just kind of yeah. as it seems fit. Cause I, I love to learn and I yeah. love to learn from experience specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I, I just feel like there's something about actually going out and, and doing something and, and trying it out that you just can't learn any other way. Um, and so, yeah, so I've, I've been uh, on an interesting vocational journey uh, mm-hmm that's unique to, to myself and probably wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but yeah. <laughs> gosh, it's been a lot of fun and it, there's been heartache and, and pain, but it's been a lot of uh, really cool growth moments too. So um, absolutely, yeah, <clears throat> that's, you know, what, what I like uh, about what you just said is I like to experience it on my own, right? Mm-hmm. Build that experience or learn, learn it by doing because a lot of times you could just read books and see how somebody else did it. And, and what I've, what I've heard is a lot of smart people do the book route. Well, maybe I'm not smart because I like to do it my way. Um, uh, and, um, like to experience trauma, you know, firsthand, I guess is yep. the right word. Yep. Um, um, that's really cool. That's really cool. I like it. And so, I see here from your professional history, you've been in, in a lot of communication and um, uh, communication, um, what do you call that? Roles. Roles, yeah. And focus on that area. So what is it, like how have you been able to transform that into the different ideas that you come up with? Or the different hobbies that you get into. Sure. So, you know, I really, there's a, uh, there's two things I'm super passionate about in life. Um, and one of them is, 
is communication, but particularly why people communicate the way they do. Uh, mm-hmm. why, why do they make the decisions to communicate the way they do? And yeah. how do they absorb all types of, you know, visual, audio? Like, I'm just fascinated by people, how the brain absorbs information and, mm-hmm. and, and makes decisions. Yeah. So, you know, in college, I actually was a broadcast journalism major and, mm-hmm. you know, did radio and TV and uh, some stuff like that. And, and then, you know, marketing was really kind of my my backup to my backup because originally I wanted to be a major league baseball player. Yeah. And that just didn't work out. (laughs) Um, And then the broadcast was the backup for that to say, okay, well then I'll just call games for my favorite baseball team, Mm -hmm. Texas Rangers here locally. And um, then I figured out real quickly when I actually got, you know, like we were talking about, I went out and did it and sports radio locally and stuff uh, out in West Texas that gosh, nobody made any money. (laughs) Unless they were in a top five market and they were like mm-hmm. the man or the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, well, I can't really raise a family on that. And <laughs> I honestly want to make more money than that. So now what? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that's where I really took a, a deep dive and looking at, gosh, what did it, what is it that I'm really passionate about behind this? Yeah. And what, what, what will intrinsically get me up in the morning uh, so that I'm not like just digging every day for motivation to go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of how, you know, uh, I started, um, my foray into like trying a hundred thousand different things. Cause in, in my mind, I, if I could try a bunch of things, then I would find some similarities and some overlap. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, when I speak to students at colleges or, um, you know, young entrepreneurs and things like that, a lot of times that's what I say is just, just go try something and, yeah you're going to find out what you like and you don't like, and there's not a quicker way to do it mm-hmm. or a more memorable way for that matter. And you'll probably make some good friends and, and network along the way. So that's kind of how it started for me. That's how I, I got into to marketing communication roles. And um, I started out as an entrepreneur um, mm-hmm. with my family actually doing a real estate investment. And I was the marketing part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were super successful. Uh, we happened to be in a really great part of the country at a really great time in the early 2000s to, yeah. for real estate. And that's where I cut my teeth. That's kind of where it started. Nice. Very cool. I like that. Um, and I really like the point, again, back to do what you want to try. Because people might tell you, oh, this is a, this is a place to go. And then you're going to make money, blah, blah, blah. But are you really happy? And what's, what's really interesting is I had a conversation last night and uh, I was talking to my friend and they're like, well, you're doing all these things, but which one is going to give you the big money? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how are you going to support your family? And, and those, are, those are absolutely positive to- points because podcasting doesn't make a lot of money either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless you're in that top, you know, the top 100 or top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe you have the authority to go and look for sponsors and whatnot. But then it all comes down to, I'm really passionate about learning about myself, learning about other stories and how I can find a cross section, uh, a point where it just clicks in my head and I'm like, go that path. Yep. Love it. Yep, for sure. And, you know, I think for people like us, it's like any other strength or weakness, it's a pendulum, right? And so um, one of my weaknesses is, is doing too much uh, yeah. and not focusing on, on one or two things mm-hmm. and really finding out a way to, 
to either productize it or monetize it or, or both. Yeah. And then choose whether I want to continue doing it or not, because I have a feeling that you're like me and that mm-hmm. I quickly burn out on things. I like novelty and new things and I like mm-hmm. experiencing for a while and some things longer than others, yeah. but then I'm off to the next thing because that's what I like. I like something new and novel and, um, there are certain things I, I've done forever. Like I've, I've always been into fitness and I love the, uh, the, the lessons that, that fitness teaches you, yeah. um, particularly on longevity and consistency and results over time and things like that. But there's not a ton of other things in my life besides, you know, just really important relationships and fitness yeah. that, that I've stuck with outside of, um, you know, communication and, mm. and performance. That's the other thing I didn't, you know, really talk about earlier, but. That's, yeah. that's it. Otherwise I'm, you know, like you, you're a beekeeper. Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> My sister's tried that and she, yeah. she failed and she may try again, but like, that's cool. That's yeah. a conversation starter. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 uh, it's really cool. Like anytime I've tell people like, yeah, I'm a beekeeper. It's like, what? How'd you get into it? How did bees just come into your backyard? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you just put a house out and then they just came in? I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. It's not a birdhouse. <laughs> It's not a birdhouse. And then they're like, what? Did, how do they come back? Why, do they, why don't they leave? Well, well the queen lives here. Like, <laughs> oh, it's like you build a castle, you bring a queen, and now the bees are going to say, unless they decide to leave, you know, swarm out or whatever. But right. um, it was a really cool experience getting to beekeeping and, and just learning about it seven years ago. Or, mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, <clears throat> no. I mean, it, it all came down to, okay, local honey is great for seasonal allergies. Mm-hmm. And my son has a, had a t- has a ton of allergies. Being seasonal allergies, one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. And the our allergist was like, you know, local honey is really good. And I was like, okay, local honey, you got to find local honey. And then um, one thing led to another. There was a Kickstarter campaign going on, on about honey flow and how it's so much easy, so easy to like pour the honey out of your beehive. I was like, okay, this looks more easier and easier as I go. Wow. But um, um, and then finally, I had the means and and the location to support a beehive. So I got into it last year. I took a class. I you know went to all the beekeeper meetings, and they're called beaks because, you know, beekeepers, which is a long yeah. word. So all the beak meetings, and then it was just, it was just one thing after another and then learning. And, and now I'm a mentor to other beekeepers. That's cool. <laughs> Isn't it cool how necessity really is kind of the mother? Oh my God. Invention, right. Cause like all these, these hobbies that I pick up and probably you come out of some idea of why hasn't someone fixed this or yes. I could do this a little bit better and it wouldn't take that long. You know? Exactly. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's solving our own problems, right? Yes. Solving our own problems. And and that's one thing Steve Jobs mentioned when when uh you know building products. And they're like, we don't ask somebody else what we should make. Mm-hmm. Solve our own problems. And when they when they came out with the iPod and the iTunes collaboration, they're like, We're solving our own problem. We love music, but we want a way <laughs> to manage this music easily. Mm-hmm. And transferred to our, our our listening device easily, so we built the system. If yep. somebody else likes it, well, hooray! <laughs> yep. So it just resonated with me, you know, all the things that he's mentioned in his book, and um, I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to meet him in person. But yep. you know, his work just it just 
lives on forever. Definitely. I mean, most of us have a Mac in our hand today. So exactly. <laughs> if we can afford it. It's it's really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, so being a communication and marketing, you know, focused, mm-hmm. what are the some of the platforms that you found that you found um really helpful to you know, move forward your agenda or move forward what you're passionate about? So yeah, that's, a, yeah that's a big question because uh, <laughs> I, I, the longer I've gone, um, and then maybe this speaks to a little bit more on, on my journey is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do love, I'm a front runner when it comes to technology. So, I mean, I mean, I was even on TikTok, you know, like it was <laughs> like, I, I was on Musical.ly before yeah, it was TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's same here. <laughs> mm-hmm. My kids love music. My son's a drummer. So it yeah. was an easy transition for us. Yeah. Um, but, but, the tools don't really matter to me as much. They, mm-hmm. they really are agnostic, I believe. Um, yeah. and some of them you like and some of you you don't. Like I, The older I get, the more I care about frameworks mm-hmm. and processes. Yeah. Um, and that is not me. Like If you know me personality-wise, I'm really... I'm, like The thing on the background of my Facebook says I'm the, the steady spark mm-hmm. that uh, equips and emboldens the cause-driven. Yeah. So, like I just love helping people like get a spark or if they have a spark, pushing them forward or mm-hmm. giving momentum to people or unleashing momentum for people or so like that's like processes are not in my yeah standard personality <laughs> profile. <laughs> um, but it, which kind of leads into like my second passion of, of just performance and it's really purposed yeah. performance is that I figured out kind of in my mid uh, real estate investing career mm-hmm. uh, that scale was important to me because I wanted, not because I wanted to make like just tons and tons of money, which it it does help you do. Right. But because I wanted to spend more time on the things that I was really passionate about inside that business. Not, not, I'm not even talking about, I want to go jump out of a plane, you know, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm just talking about like the parts of the real estate investing I enjoyed Mm -hmm. the, the, the relationship building and the the collaborations and the Uh connecting people and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, so I had to find a way to, to scale my marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was not possible, number one, from a scale standpoint, because there's just three of us, me and my mom and my dad. Yeah. And we each had a very specific role. And then number two, I was not skilled at it to be able to just, you know, wake up and do the right things and go to bed. Yeah. Uh, and so like my personal, like right now, what I, I, I primarily do is I, I coach and I train executives and their teams, mm-hmm. how to basically put a process in place that they can replicate over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. That helps them get unstuck. So when I say, you know, I help people overcome growth challenges, mm-hmm. it actually doesn't really matter what the specific growth challenge is. Yeah. There's probably, there's a general John Maxwell, Zig Ziglar, you know, process in place somewhere yeah. that, you know, that I have that's mine that says you're stuck in one of these three spots. Now, every different business problem is going to look different, but mm-hmm. the framework doesn't change. And that allows me to like go to bed at night and not feel nice. like I did my best today for the, yeah. for the client. Um, and so, but that only happened because I had to create that for myself. Yeah. So that I could do more hobbies so that I could work on more things in my business that I liked, so that I could go to bed and go like, I actually did my best work today. Like I've fulfilled in, in what I did today. Mm-hmm. So, and fulfillment's different, but like feeling great about my effort is really kind of what I'm talking about there. No, I, I am, I'm right there with you. And, and um, 
And you're, you're absolutely right. You know, it's like having processes in place. Like you mentioned, like how my, my, yeah, yeah your onboard for your podcast was fantastic. Oh, and fantastic. I could tell it was automated because I used the same tool type of tools, but it felt yeah. really good. Yeah. And I was like, that's really interesting. And, and like you said, you know, as you're growing older, you want those automation in place so you can have more time to do the fun stuff. Yeah, like this, right? <laughs> like this. Exactly. This is the fun stuff of the project. Like I'm always picking up new stuff from Home Depot or from different places because of a project that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like some of the, I, I was at uh, Michael's the other day and I picked a foam board and painting <laughs> because I want to I wanna make this nice calligraphic nameplate for my, my sons and my daughter and put it in their rooms but I just don't have the time to sit down and actually do those things. Right. And then the other day I went to Home Depot and I picked up these um, wood floor panels because I want to put them up on the wall and it could be a backdrop for my videos when I shoot. It's like, wow, there's so many projects. There's so many start, like unstarted projects waiting in the house. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all have our own piles. Yes. Some of, and, our, some uh, of them are in our head and some of them are out where everyone can see, right? Exactly. <laughs> so once we have these automations in place, now I can go play. Right. right. Now I can go do those projects. And, and I'm just like, I'm getting to a point where I'm almost there, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm climbing this hill. Once I'm over the hill, then I can be like, all right, I'm going to work on this project, this project. Now those are done. I can, you know, videotape it, post it on whatever. And this is what I'm doing. This is what's happening. And then be more active in the social media part of thing and sharing more. And it's just, it's just taking, it's just taking a lot of time for me to like get through to get to that point. It's, it's crazy. Um, I love it. I love that part of that journey. It's, it's uh, exciting. It is. Um, so tell me a little about, so, you're gonna to have to forgive me, but I haven't had a chance to watch any of the Unlearned Show oh. episodes. I know Nate. it's really. Um, all right, I'm gonna send you a link to my like my two favorites. All right, good, perfect. Because I've I've actually I'm lying. I have seen a couple of the episodes, okay, not all the way through, okay. but it's really like it's really super powerful, and um, and I know you're in season three now, uh huh, right? And so, how did you get? the six panelists together hmm. right like okay we're all on the same page yeah so Chantel, katie lacy sunny and yourself uh-huh. and it's it's like wow like this is real this is a powerhouse right here yeah that's so that was really organic that was not something um it, it did come from sunny and i kind of had this um he, he and i connected first um out of the group were kind of the, the, I don't know if we're like the official co-founders or whatever, because it was all kind of a big organic thing. But Sonny and I were like, Hey, we need to do something together. And we both have a real passion for, um, people growing. And so, um, you know, it's been, like you said, it's been a year and a year and a half almost since Mm -hmm. we started. And we really just kind of like a lot of podcasters I know yeah. like to delve into to people's journeys. And oh, yeah. so it became this really easy thing where when um, Link- LinkedIn released native video um, <coughs> and they were, you know, late to the party on that, but 
they, they finally did it and it exploded like everyone knew it would. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonny and myself and Chantel and Katie and Lacey were all um, early adopters. Uh, we were all kind of in that first 100, 200 people that got it. Nice. Um, and so we were, all, we were kind of in that first group where we were the only people we saw mm-hmm. <laughs> on video on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and so quickly developed this, this friendship and became fast friends. And Sonny and I were like, hey, look, we should... I have podcasted before. I have this idea uh, that we should start a show mm-hmm. instead of just doing a one-on-one podcast. Because yeah. that, that's, every, that's kind of everyone's doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, yeah. I would like to actually do a show. Mm. And that way we can say we had the first show on LinkedIn. Nice. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's really the, honestly how it started. And, and it was like, okay, what, what, what are we already talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, let's, we're unpacking people's journeys. And then so... Once again, you know, it, there's no credit. Everyone gets credit where, where it's with this big organic thing. It's, but like my thinking when, when this whole thing started was um, I, 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 we're all kind of contrarians, like the personalities on the show. We all have this version and experience of our life where we've had to push it back against what the, the norm is yeah. in some way, shape or form. And so we were like, everyone's on here learning. Like there's yeah. a learning section. It was Linda and then it was LinkedIn learning. Mm-hmm. What's, what if people had to like undo? What if they had, yeah. had, to, had to unlearn? Because that's honestly, sometimes the bigger transformations are like stop believing lives that you've been told yeah. or yes. un- unlearn these unhealthy things that have taken over your life and made you unsuccessful or unhappy. And yeah. so that's it. We just kind of ran with that. And, and, and I couldn't even tell you how we all got in the same room the first time. Yeah, <laughs> but I know we did and we instantly clicked and nice. we had some really fantastic guests on our first season that were just yeah. powerhouses already and it took off and we had something like 2 million views um, the first season and um, but, but just because we had a really, I think, novel idea at the right time with some great guests mm-hmm. that did a great part in, in sharing, you know, the episodes and yeah. Um, I believe in timing. Uh, if you, Mark, Malcolm Gladwell oh, yeah. timing um, mm-hmm. um, talks about people being equipped and have with experiences and then yeah. at the right time, do the right thing. Um, yeah. And so I feel like that's what a lot of successful people do um, is they, they hit a wave at the right time and they have the right experiences and they just take advantage. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's kind of, I feel like how it started. Now, if you ask the four other people, <laughs> they, they might have a different version, version, right? Which would, I would, that might be a good idea for a show. Um, yeah. Absolutely. That started, so. Absolutely. No, that's that's really, really interesting. Um, and I, was, I kept thinking, you know, it's the first show on LinkedIn. Have you, uh, and, and my mind just goes all over the place about, well, <laughs> there's so many other platforms that you can have. And, that, and sure. I think you've put, you put the show on YouTube now also, right? Yep. Season two, we started putting it on YouTube. Um, <laughs> and then season three, we got it on Spotify and iTunes okay. and, you know, all the other places. All the other places. Well, uh, as as a video show, I think it would be really good on Amazon Prime also. Mm. Yeah, so like we have... all the three seasons up on there. We have actually talked to people about that. We've talked to directors and some things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it, to, to date, it just hasn't come to fruition. But yeah, we have, we've absolutely thought about making it, uh, you know, something, something bigger. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. It's probably timing and... Oh yeah, timing. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, um, another tangent is with with Amazon Prime. 
just like you can self self um post products to sell on Amazon mm-hmm. and self publish uh, through their KDX platform for Kindle, mm-hmm. you can also upload um, videos, short yeah. films, feature length films, TV shows. Wow! On on um, on Amazon by yourself. I didn't know that. That's what I meant. About. Uh, no, we had actually talked about going with a production company who was oh, okay. Be, okay, you know that, I mean, that would be that would be a big production. Oh so, yeah, and um, there's a whole lot more to that than most people know. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's so huge. I mean, yeah. pre-production is probably eighty percent of all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all it is. And um, yeah, what most people don't know is that you spend six to eight months in pre-production, and then you yeah. spend a week or two shooting the actual show. Exactly, like the whole season. Yeah, the whole season's done in two weeks. Um, it's it's very true. And um, being a being a film being a filmmaker myself, mm. uh, we just finished a short film on beekeeping um, mm. last month, and nice. we're looking to do a longer um, documentary on it, on the state of beekeepers in you know the DMV area, uh, uh, DC, um, Maryland, and Virginia. It's 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 been a been a pretty fun experience. And um, through being in the film industry, film, and um, I got to meet like a lot of cool people, like mm-hmm. uh, Tom Malloy of uh, Bankroll, which is a book on um, m- raising money for films and like indie films and whatnot. So, oh, cool! That was an awesome chat. Um, yeah, that's what kind of like earlier when I, I just kind of mentioned it in passing is yeah. when, when you go do these things. Yeah you meet people that later on you just have no idea what type of connection is there. And, um, I host a LinkedIn local here in mm-hmm. Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, one of them, we yeah. have three, um, cause we're so big, but, um, yeah, one of the guys that spoke what was saying that like, just, just be friends, be, mm-hmm. become friends with people and, and be genuinely interested in them because yeah. they're just giving you all this gold about themselves exactly. um, and, and just be interested and, and do what you got to do to, um, you know, dial in and listen and, and jot some notes down if you need to or whatever. But like those opportunities almost the time in, in relationships aren't available like today. Oh it's, my God. It's future. Right. And yeah. So like, future. just like that. Right. It's, it's like now you have a connection there and if you wanted to bankroll something, you could at least start there and say, Hey, who do I need to talk to? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's so, it's so much, it's so much fun when you actually dial it in. Mm-hmm. to being authentic, being yourself and just talking about and listening in, you know, talking about what you're passionate about. And then you find other people that are passionate about their stuff. And um, it's just, it's just really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, got to meet with this um, one dude um, and he's in special effects. It's like, Oh, that's pretty cool. What software do you use? Like, no, no, I don't use any software. I do actual special effects. It's like cool. oh, like movie style, like movie style, like all the special effects that we saw on um, Michael Jackson do Thriller. Mm. That's the kind of stuff he's doing. I'm like, holy smokes, that's so exciting! And then he showed me this costume, this costume he's built, which is about ten foot tall. I'm like, yeah, I just did this for fun. Like, what? Yeah, I know. I've got one of those friends. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, his Halloween costumes are like m- amazing cosplays. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's really cool. So yes. um yeah, man, and <sighs> like like now like people 
give networking a really bad name mm-hmm. because of what 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 it has a connotation against around i guess mm-hmm. but the type of network that you want to do is go to meetup.com what are you passionate about look for that term right there's people meeting up about that specific topic it could be right. you know building a drone it could be you just your mind is i mean you you just have to search and there's a ton of people meeting about it. Yep, yep. And that's why I like LinkedIn Locals because I think that's how that concept started was, hey, let's yeah. not come out and speed date. You know, yeah. let's, let's actually go <laughs> take a deeper dive, get to know some people, actually make that part of our fabric and, mm-hmm. and do that. And then, you know, because I was in an ad agency for uh, almost 10 years and yeah. marketing director. And, you know, one of the major things that I did differently from a marketing or a networking standpoint for our agency is I didn't go to all the same networking events that all the other ad agencies were at. Yeah. I went to networking events for things that um, employees were interested in, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd go to, you know, Java development yeah. type stuff with the design or with the developers. Like, mm-hmm. why are you here? You're a marketing director. I'm just here to meet people. Like, I'm just here to get to know what, what, what people do and capabilities yeah. and learn something, but just develop some relationships, right? Yeah. Um, and I just feel like that's a, such a, a more organic way to actually do it because of that defensive nature that comes with, hey, I'm going to go to the chamber and yeah. there's going to be three people who tell what they do today. <laughs> We're all just going to scratch each other's back. And gosh, <laughs> that's such a small circle and world to live in. It so. You know, that's a really excellent point. And, and what's, what's interesting to me is um, when I was, when I went to the two different events that I went to, I went to, I went, I got to attend TEDx Ashburn, mm. um, their first local, you know, TEDx event where they had five speakers and I introduced myself as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. And when, when I introduced myself as a podcaster and not anything else, they're like, Oh, that's really cool. And then I right. can go to the next point. Like, and asked them, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? Yep. And it was, it felt so much more, so much more genuine. And I'm no longer, oh, I'm no longer saying, oh, I'm a UX designer. Oh, I also do beekeeping. Oh, I also do like anytime there's a ton of things, people, they get overwhelmed. Yep. And they're like, okay, I don't know what to talk to you about anymore. Yeah. Because you're all over the place. Well, and I think that's one of the things that good, uh, people who are good at personal branding and people who are good at marketing their services do yeah. is they may be actually really good at five or six things. Yeah. Um, but that's too much. That's too much information for people. And like one of my favorite sales mentors ever, uh, and this is like 25 year old advice, like when I was a young pup, yeah. um, is that the confused mind says no. It, it just, it always says no because your brain, like I don't know if you, uh, story brand um, is, popular right now and mm-hmm. one of the things he says is that the, the brain is lazy and it doesn't want to expend calories it's yeah. actually designed to be as efficient as possible so if you make oh, yes. it work it's going to ignore you if it, if it can so i think it's a great point that, that you make it's that <clears throat> i'm a podcaster and yeah. i'm a i'm a trainer coach that's it yeah. that's what i do um yeah. but hey we're talking here and i can tell you 10 more things that I, i've got my hands Absolutely. in right? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's, you know, you, you put it such so nicely and it, it, it uh, connects into uh, one of the tech talks that I heard, uh, you know, at TEDx Ashburn uh, from Candice Fati and she talked about the mind a lot 
and how there's you know three portion three parts of our minds there's the the frontal lobe which processes everything and then there's the the limbic brain which which is the actual processor that you know compiles all the information that's where your intelligence lives and then there's the defensive brain or the lizard brain mm-hmm. which as soon as something comes in it it flags it as spam just like mm-hmm. the linkedin call mm-hmm. linkedin algorithm mm-hmm. right it spams it it marks it okay okay we we have to go further down okay figure out what this is about is it is it going to trigger my flee fight or freeze emotions or right. is everything safe that i can now start processing information really good really good yep and um that you know just this conversation about <laughs> is going to help me um redefine what my profile is going to say because <laughs> <laughs> right now i'm all over the place yeah in so many different things and um it's probably hindering my success and um and you know where i want to be yeah uh yeah no it's 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 you're you're being you right yeah. so it's like it's not like and you we get all this advice that says just be you and be the authentic you and yeah but there's so much there's only so much the brain can take there's only yes. so much that you only have so much time people's you know attention spans so small that like yes you have to hit them with something quickly and then expand ah, it's it's a mountain and you start with the tip right and people yes. can get to the to the to the base eventually yeah um and you know a lot of coaching i've done um with executives actually uh started with just linkedin profiles mm-hmm. just coaching them through that sort of thing yeah and the number one thing it doesn't matter if this person owned a small business and they were a solopreneur or mm-hmm. they were the c you know, OO of a fortune 100 company. Sure. The same pushback because we're all human was, I don't want to limit who, you know, who I work with. I want everyone to know that I'm in business and that's opposite of how our brain works. And it's, so it's like this huge contrast, like over and over and over and over and over. I can tell you a thousand times. Well, I don't want to remove that because what if someone sees it and and I want them to know I do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But what everyone forgets, or they maybe not even heard, is yeah. people work with experts. That's oh. that's who they want, the people they trust who are competent. So exactly. if you have the expertise built in, in your language, mm-hmm. all you got to do is build trust then. So I get more business from people who say, hey, Jake helped me with X. He could probably help you with X or yeah. Y. Yeah. Then I do going, hey, I do these five things. And it's oh. been proven a thousand times over by everyone who's, who's tried it <laughs> is as soon yeah. as you dial in to, yeah. I am the guy, girl that does X, I help cause driven companies mm-hmm. to solve growth challenges. Then guess what? I'm getting video work. I'm getting SEO work. I'm getting, <laughs> you know, work for non cause driven companies. It doesn't matter, yeah. but because I'm, I've shown I'm an expert in one thing, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, and, and wow. I think a, a saying that kind of is similar to that is that if you want something done, who do you give it to? Mm-hmm. You give it to a busy person. Yeah. Because busy people get stuff done, right? Yes, they do. Same concept. Who do, you, who do you hire? You hire an expert. Oh, they're not an expert in that. No, but they're close enough. Yeah. No, you're, you never hire a close enough person. And that's, that's a really, really awesome point because when I wanted my logo done, I didn't just pick any. Like I asked a question 
on Facebook and, you know, who can do logos. And then I got tons of messages and they're like, Oh, I do, I do all of this stuff. And I also do logo and branding. Yeah. Like, no, I don't know if I want that. So then I went on Envato studio and I found this one person who had done 5,800 logos in the past five years. See, they're an expert in designing logos. (laughs) Right. So I got a, Oh my God. My mind is blown. <laughs> That's why, like, I'm a performance expert. That's what yeah. I do. I'm a performance expert. So if you, if there's, I can talk a lot of different ways about performance, but if you mm-hmm. go, hey, I'm stuck, I'm hitting the ceiling, I'm hitting this wall. Yeah. I need to go see Jake because he helps people do that, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm glad to help. <laughs> All right. Because, so, so I've been, so here's my other journey, right? Here, I've been a user experience designer mm-hmm. for the past 20 years or for, for the past 10 years and a designer for the past 20. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, anytime I'm solving a problem, I'm, I ask the problem, okay, what is the problem and how do I solve it? So I'm, I'm going through those steps, but I haven't done those same steps for myself. <laughs> yeah. Cobbler's kids, right? Don't have any shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all of us. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun, man. I love it. Um, okay. Some of the fun stuff. I mean, we've been talking about a lot of fun stuff, um, hobbies and, and mind and, and, uh, and, um, how we, we learn from doing. So since both you and I have gone into many different hobbies mm-hmm. <laughs> over our lives, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Music for sure. Um, there's just so many great things about what it does for your brain and uh, emotional outlet. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, my, my son's a drummer um, yeah. and he's picked up piano now too. Nice. Um, and I bought a piano last year, actually one of those ones that look like, looks like a stand-up saloon one um, mm-hmm. that you see in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I started to pick up piano last year just cause I thought it was a good place to start, but I just, I dropped it. Um, yeah. But gosh, that's that's one that I always wished. I picked up a guitar in college and, and played for six months. I, I've I've started and stopped some instrument probably five or six times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's I think that's the one for me because uh, it's just I know it, it teaches you so many things, not just how to play the instrument. Yeah, and it's such a great outlet because um, you can't always you can't work out all the time and no, it's not effective and you you just can't physically in the day. Whereas if you have something in your house and you can just pick it up, yeah. Um, that's definitely the one for me. Nice. What about you? Um, and hobby that I got into, I, I wish I got into music more too. Um, I, I had picked up, um, you know, I, I used to be in a band, um, uh, many, many years ago. And then, um, uh, my brother took over. Um, I, I played the bass a little bit. I couldn't get a handle of the guitar. I always wanted to play the guitar. I always wanted to play the drums. Never. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get the um, the disconnected rhythm because <laughs> yeah. you gotta have you know Both different hands. rhythm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so that's something that I, I wish I you know got into more. But um, growing up in a Muslim family where my dad never really listened to music, you know, mm. yeah. it's like it was always frowned upon. Mm. So, and I, I have a huge passion for music, so I would listen to music you know, when everyone's sleeping and, you know, in my headphones. <laughs> and um, so I absolutely love music. I turn the music on whenever I'm working. It helps me 
it helps my um un um because I, I might have ADHD, so it, it helps yeah. my mind focus. Yep. And a lot of people say, you know, what are you talking about? You can't focus when you have music on. Then you're going right. to just listening to music. I'm like, no, no, no. My mind works differently. Right, right. <laughs> it gives it something to occupy it so that you can focus on the thing you're really trying to focus on. Exactly. So, yeah. so. Right. Well, and it's amazing, right? Like the studies that come back from like, um, and this, this is not a joke intentionally. What's the one where you lose your memory when you get older? <laughs> <laughs> Alzheimer's. Uh, what's that? Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's. Like the amount of um, recovery of memory <laughs> that comes with music therapy. Yeah. Um, it does something to calm the mind and unblock things. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's science, man. It's, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's preference too, but. Yeah, yeah. And I think something else that's helping Alzheimer's is virtual reality. Mm, okay. And like putting people in places because a lot of people, a lot of the people that have Alzheimer's can't really move around like they used to. Right. So put them in a situation in virtual reality. Well, now it's triggering all sorts of neurons in their heads sure. and uh, bringing those memories back. So something cool. to look into, I guess. All right. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, man. Well, I'm, uh, let's see. Gosh. This is well, my not... favorite question, by the way. Okay. Because it's, you learn a lot from these. I learn a lot. And then there's so many connections you form after that. Yeah, that's true. That is a good question. Uh, so I would say my favorite TV show in recent history is Sherlock, the BBC okay. with mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love old books. Yeah. Um, and I love r- wisdom, uh, not just knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that kind of connects back to a day uh, of kind of classic thought and classic. Um, yeah, that, that it kind of, it is a throwback, but it's, you know, the, I like how they modernized it. Um, yeah. It still kept all the elements that made Sherlock Sherlock from the books. Yeah. Um, and of course, Cumberbatch is an amazing actor and, um, so is the guy who plays uh, John um, yeah. from The Hobbit and yep. stuff like that. So that's definitely my—I I would say that's definitely my more recently my favorite um, TV show. As far as movies go, gosh, that's that's a big, big question because I, I have such an eclectic taste when it comes to music and movies, and um, partially because the way you and I, I think, probably are built is to enjoy just Earth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think cool things that go on. Um, some of them are, you know, like, um, gosh, I like the Lord of the Rings stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I like fantasy and, you know, I enjoy Star Wars and Avengers and all the stuff that everyone else does. Yeah. Um, but I also like, like Memento was an interesting movie to me. Oh, my God. Remember that one where the whole yeah. movie's backwards? Yes. Um, it goes in reverse. That was really cool for me. I like I like storytelling that's not mainstream but mm-hmm. doesn't do it just to be weird yeah makes sense because there's so many weird movies out there that they try and break the proven story yeah. arc connects you but i like people that get creative with the story arc because mm-hmm. like you know when you study this stuff you, you know there's the six or seven story arcs that every every movie and every book has ever been inside of yeah um and that works because that's those work because that's how our brain processes information kind of like you were talking about right yeah but movies like memento put a new twist on it. Um, so that would be something I really like. Uh, 
I don't watch a lot of TV and movies anymore. Yeah. I, I just hard. because yeah, because it's hard. There's so much to to sift through anymore. And I like to do. So mm-hmm. I love to sit down and watch a movie if I know it's yeah. gonna be my time. But otherwise I'd rather be out doing something. Exactly. I totally get you, man. Yep. Um and, and talk about memento, we wanted to use the timeline of memento as a as a um what do you call it a model for our short film Ooh. but like golden reverse like you start with the honey mm-hmm. and then you go back to the store like somebody's picking uh, up oh yeah delivering the honey like yeah. where does this come from yeah <laughs> right yeah <clears throat> and go like back that. to the hive but we just didn't have a we just didn't have it written correctly or um so we ended up doing a documentary instead, which was, which was still a lot of fun. Right. Um, we still kind of got to the bees and, um, it's, it's, um, well, I read they actually, um, filmed the whole thing in correct order. <laughs> and then they went back and refilmed certain, um, parts of it to make it feel better going in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, it's, it's nicely done. It's yeah. Really nice done. All right. Next, next up is, um, I guess this is kind of related, but who is your favorite superhero? Uh, well, okay, so I grew up a Superman fan. I'm a DC guy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they just haven't. They got they haven't, they haven't <laughs> hit, hit nail on the head yet. Yeah, yeah. So I, some of them are, are fine, but so more recently, Captain America as part of the Marvel universe. And there's mm-hmm. probably you see a trend there. Like I like the good guy. The yeah. The the moral center of the. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It tends to be who I relate with. So nice. um, those are the two that I, I, I particularly like. Um, but talking about the DC universe, I think they're doing something right, or I don't know if you say wrong, but with Aquaman and I think with Shazam, I think they got mm. a lot better rating than Batman yeah. and Superman. Yeah. Um, Aquaman was okay. Mm-hmm. Um I, I still feel like it was really, really formulaic in a way. Yeah. Um, and also I grew up with a blonde <laughs> uh, Aquaman when I was growing up in the comics. So there's just something weird about that to me. I love uh, Momoa. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, I loved him for him. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of disconnect for me. And then um, I actually thought Wonder Woman was the best DC movie to date. Right. Uh, I really felt like they stayed super true to the comics and, and it felt like Wonder Woman, um, like Linda Carter ish, ish, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and then I did like Shazam. Shazam was funny. Like yeah. it really was entertaining and it felt good. And, um, so I think you're right. I think Shazam's probably one of the better. Oh, and then, yeah. um, this has nothing to do with, with DC, but mm-hmm. my second favorite Marvel movie now is, uh, Spider-Man into the uh, Spider-Verse. Oh my God. That was so good. It's such nicely done. Um, really, really nicely done. Yeah. Cause we have all the Avenger movies, but like, I think it was better than almost all of them. Yeah. No, absolutely. There was, because, so here's, here's what I see a pattern in this, in this area is um, one, we're so used to watching Spider-Man, Superman, sorry, um, Superman and Batman for the past three decades. Right. 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 And we have these notions that this is this person. And when they try to redo the movies in their own view, yep. it doesn't it doesn't jive with us. But no. these new movies with Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Shazam, 
their movies have never been done before. Maybe they have. I, I, I don't have right. any recollection. Right. Yeah, I was it, talking to my son about that yesterday um, yeah. because we watched Doctor Who together. Yeah. Um, oh, I love and, that show. Yeah, and we, we love Doctor Who. But nothing against a woman as the doctor, mm-hmm. but for 50 years, the doctor's mm-hmm. been a man. Yes. And so it's just this um, dissidence in your brain. I, we were talking about, I was like, don't get me wrong, Jackson. Like, I, I think she she could have her own show. She's a great actress. She's great. Oh, yeah. Um, but she's not Doctor Who. Uh, no. And she should be Doctor Who's cousin or Doctor Who's, <laughs> like a, you know, like they did in uh, Born Identity, right? They brought in Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And he didn't try to be Jason Bourne. He was just another agent with his own story and experiences. Mm-hmm. So you're right. There's that cognitive dissonance that yeah. once you learn it one way, it's it's not that I hate your way. It's just mm-hmm. this is the way I learned it. Just how I learned it. And so they should come on the Unlearn Show, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, so Jake, where can my audience find you? Yeah. So I spend most of my time on LinkedIn and Instagram. Okay. Um, LinkedIn, I'm just forward slash Jake Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm bald, so I'm pretty easy to find if you look up Jake Jordan. I'm the bald guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm bald Jake on bald Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Cool, man. Uh, I'll be sure to include the links on the podcast mm-hmm. and um, let you know when this comes out. Thank you awesome. so much for your time, Jake. This was this was a lot of fun. I learned Thanks, a lot. Man. Thanks. Appreciate it. I really do. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. All right, I'm trying to stop the podcast. <laughs> my, okay. My Zoom is frozen. Is it? But um, I hope I didn't lose it. I don't know what happened. All right. Um, Let's see. Meeting. Yeah, hope my hope. It's frozen, huh? I think some apps might be trying to take over. Yeah, and close a couple of these. I've had that happen a couple of times because I we I record everything on Learn on Zoom. Yeah. And so, um, even when I shut it down, it typically saves. Okay, good. That's what I'm worried about most. Um, cool, man. Well, this was fun. I hope I can shut this down and uh, we'll talk real soon. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Keep in touch for sure. All right, we'll do. Take All care. Right, man. Have a good day. You too. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 